Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome back to our final podcast in our Supercoach Final Draft Ranking Series. Today we'll be looking at the center wings, the CTWs. So again, starting, we'll be going through each of the tiers that I've got the players in. Just give you an indication of where I think each of them slot and where potentially in a draft you would take them in terms of what number CTW in your team. So again, the God tier, first tier, you've only got two players in here, Zach Lomax and David Norfoluma. I've got them both going as round two picks. Now, I say round two, I think there is a chance some guys will take them in round one. I have no problem with that, but if you can get them in a round two or three, I think that is uh, very good value. You know, center wing is one of those ones where you kind of want to have that one center wing that's just going to, no matter what, going to get you a 40. You know, there's going to be some of your center wings, you know, you're four of them to fuel. There's going to be that one guy that is, you know, is a real big upstar guy. Like, to me, it's a Josh out of the car. Could get you a 20, could get you a 100. But to me, a, a low max and a North Luma, it's going to get you at least a 45. That's their floor. Ceiling a lot higher. Low max with the goal kicking. Uh, did score a lot of tries last year. Nofo with just the amount of work he does for his team. Can also snag the tries. So for me, they're the two undisputed uh, centers in the game for Supercoach. And I think if you can get either of those in your team... You've now locked in your center wing to be a very nice piece there. The next group is a really exciting group to me. These are all center wing ones that I think will go anywhere from round four to round five and six. I think snag one of these guys, you'll be very happy. So you've got your Val Holmes, Brian Kelly, you've got Stephen Crichton, you've got Daniel Tupo, you've got Corey Allen, Joey Manu, Brian To'o, Josh Mansour, and Campbell Graham. So to me... These are all guys that can just lock in as your first center wing and be very, very happy with it. Just under the, the level of a low max on an OFO, but again, you got some really high ceiling guys. You know, your Brian Kelly, your Stephen Crines, your Daniel Tupos. You got some fullbacks in here, your Val Holmes and your Corey Allens. And then you got, you know, Joey Manu, To'o, Mansour, and Graham. You know, some, some base guys in there, some guys with some high ceiling. You got guys here like Manu that will get a couple of games at fullback when Tedesco's on origin duty. You got some guys like Kelly and Crichton who I think will be up near the try scoring list. Val Holmes and Corey Allen, you know, them at fullback could be very interesting. Could even vault them up into the low max nofo category. So if you can get one or even two of these guys in your center wing, I think you're doing very, very well. You know, it's it's one of those positions where, you know, they're going to be the ones that get you a twenty or a hundred. But you know, the more guys you can get around that fifty mark, you know, just a consistent fifty, an average of fifty five at the end of the season. You look back and you'll win most of your weeks because the other guy's center wing got them a 30, whereas your guy got a 55. And, you know, when you when some of these matchups come down to five points, you know, your center wing scoring an extra three hit-ups and an extra tackle break can do the trick. So that's a really nice group of guys. And I think combined with Lomax and Nofo, like I said, one, you, you've got to definitely try and aim for one of these guys, I think, in your center wings. Just to get a just to get a really nice base in your center wing, if you can snag two of them, I think you're doing a really really good job, and your center wing's looking very strong. The next group is the group that I just spoke about, so the group that can get you a thirty or a hundred, but it's I think it's worth the gamble. So you got Josh Adokar, Brett Morris, Mike Acevo, Charlie Staines, Bradman Bess, Alex Johnson, Sione Katoa. So all these guys are try scorers, potent try scorers. Uh, amongst the best in the game. So, you know, your Adokar and your BMOS, who I think in the Storm and the Roosters team respectively, I think are going to score tries. They're going to be in position to score points. So I think they're no-brainers there. 
Mike Acevo and Siona Katoa to me are in the same group there. When their team is flying, there's not many better finishers in the comp. Uh, Katoa with the added potential that he might goal kick in SJ's absence until he comes back in round 5-8. to eight. That's very intriguing. And then you've got guys like Charlie Staines and Bradman Best who, you know, these young fellas, if they stay on the field, have shown that they can score tries with the best of them. So, you know, Charlie Staines only played a game and a half, but six tries. Bradman Best, when he's on the field, just looks like one of those real damaging guys that's going to score a lot of base in Supercoach. And, you know, Alex Johnston, the, the professional try scorer that he is, to me, going to be very underrated, especially with a duel. You know, it gives you a lot of flexibility in your draft side to really, you know, put an extra fullback in your uh, in your center wing in case of your fullback goes on origin duty or gets injured. I think it's really nice coverage there. The next list we got here is a list of players that I'm very intrigued and I would want as my third center wing. I think these guys will do the job as a third center wing. Really got some nice upside. So in this group, I've got these two bunched together. So Is, uh, 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 Jermaine Asako and Tessie New. I've got uh, Josh Morris, Jack Bird, Ewan Aiken, Rima Smith, Xavier Coates, Ken Mamalo, Nick Kotrick, and I've got Katoni Staggs there as well. So between New and Asako, who's going to get the fullback spot, I think is the only thing of intrigue there. Jay Moz just being in that Roosters team like we spoke about. Uh, to me, the young the young guys are Remus Smith and Xavier Coates. I sung their praises during the preview pods. I think I'm all over them this season. Hopefully I can get one of them in my side. Jack Bird, Ewan Aiken, Ken Mamalo, and Nick Kotrick. All guys that have showed exceptional base in previous seasons and can also get over the stripe. And Katoni Staggs, to me, yes, he's out till round 13, but he's just one of those guys when he does become fit and does uh, is able to play. He's going to be one of those guys, if you stash him on your bench for the whole season, you know, he comes back round 10 and he starts punching out 70s, then it's going to be very, it's gonna be a very, very nice pick, especially if you get him uh, very late in draft or even undraft and pick him up on waivers after the draft. I think it's a good play. The next list of guys is guys that I would want to have as my fourth center wing uh, or, you know, can push to a three depending on their situation. So you've got Phil Sammy, Dan Gagai, uh, Talakai, Capewell, Peachy as the second row options, Justin Olam, Kyle Felt, and Peter Hickey. So again, all guys that can score tries or will break into the team as a forward. I like the play if they get minutes. Uh, I feel Sammy, whether he makes it over Anthony Donald or Corey Thompson, I think will be interesting. Dan Gagai, I have probably got him a bit low. Uh, it's just obviously we have seen what he does at club level ver- club level versus inter- uh, representative. Justin Olam, one of those guys, you know, if that Melbourne Storm Edge is really humming like they did at the end of the season, he's interesting. Cole Felt, goal kicker, and always just scores a lot of tries. So, and Peter Hiku uh, will go to fullback if uh, Roger Tobasic does get injured. But again, even at centre, it does push out some impressive scores there. The second last group is all about. We'd love to get him as a three or a four in your team. There is a chance that some of these can drop to a, your fourth center wing. Uh, but if you can get him as a third, I think it's a, still a viable option. So you've got Ruben Garrick, got Will Hopawadi, Tuala, Ramian, Isa Masters, Mulatalo, uh, Branko Lee, Ravalava, and BJ Lelua. So again, all guys that are going to score points uh, in bunches. They're going to be guys that will you're going to be stuck with a 20. Or you'll be getting a nice little 70 if they've crossed the strike for a try. So it's again, we're, we're all the way down now past uh, pick 40, and there's still some viable guys for you there. Like a Tawala last year, a Wuhop Whitey when he's on the field, Jesse Ramian when he's in form, and a Branko Lee in that Melbourne side. So these are all guys that you can really lock in late in all draft and feel pretty comfortable with putting him in there. Yes, like I said, 
you got four elite center wings to fill out, so you're not going to get four superstars in the position. If you do, and that's the way you choose to attack your draft and try and fill all four of them within the first six rounds, that's your prerogative, and you're probably going to have a very, very nice center wing, but you'll be lucky in other places. I think the way to go is get at least one or two of these guns, then try and round it out with some players that you think in good teams they're going to score points. Like a Brenko leader me and a Anali Tuala are just two guys that, if you can get them as your third or fourth option in your center wing, that's, that's I think, the way I'm going to try and build it. You know, Try and get some, some, some upside, and yeah, you're going to ride the low scores, but when you do get a big score, and you've already filled out your, your team in other positions, it's just being added bonus. And the last group here is, this is the, I'm probably not going to draft any of these guys, but if they're there after the draft, depending on the third trial game and waivers, it's going to be very interesting to see where they go. So let's read them out really quickly. You've got Bailey Simonson, James Roberts, Jared Croker, Edric Lee, Josh Dugan, Dane Laurie, Patrick Herbert, Dallin, uh, Fergo, Mbai, Fusatua, Opacek, Farnworth, and The Hammer. So all these guys are out and out center wing number fours to me, or will be there on the waiver after the draft. So all guys, like to me, some of the really interesting guys here, obviously the upside of a James Roberts. you got to talk about a guy like that. Edric Lee went into the Origin team last year, could come in with a bit of form. Dane Laurie, if he does get that fullback spot for the Tigers. Patrick Herbert, if he, gets, if he snags a wing spot for the Titans and is the goal kicker, is very interesting. A guy like Fergo, if you think he, that was just an anomaly of a season last year. Futsatua, who's in the past been on a fantasy gun. And last on the list there, the Hammer. To me, the reports are he's going to be playing centre this year. So getting his hands on the ball a little bit earlier could potentially get on the outside of a couple of these slower, older centres. All guys, again, you're either picking them at fourth as your centre wing or after the draft, and you kind of look at it in your team and go, okay, maybe some of my bench spots I want to fill in and get some some upside centers before you know the injuries and things take a whole hold during the season. It's a good play. I don't mind it. Uh, and again, there's some plays in there. Like in that last review, you asked me for a couple. The, the ones that really stand out to me are Patrick Herbert, uh, Dane Laurie, and The Hammer. I think the, those, those four for me, um, really interesting in terms of, one, what role I think they're going to get within their team, and two, um, when they are in their team, like for me, a Patrick Herbert, with if he does get the goal kicking for the Titans, who I think will be at a good team this year, very interesting. And again, if he does get drafted, you might draft him as your fourth guy, or if you can sneak him up off the waivers at the end, I think that's even better. And that'll do it for the centers, guys. As I said, I think it, to me, it's one of those positions in the draft that everyone's going to take a different perspective on. You're going to get a guy in draft that's just going to go really center heavy, try and lock in some of the guns. You're going to get some guy who probably doesn't even touch centers until maybe round 9, 10, 11. And just thinks they can get, you know, from those bottom two tiers that I gave and just try and um, build build a makeshift team like that. I think there's no... To me, there's no real wrong way to go. I've seen in both of our leagues that we've had the last couple of years, the winner has had a variety of centers. Last year was a guy that had loaded up on base and really did the job. The first year was a guy that had a bit more ceiling in the center wings and a payoff in a couple of uh, big rounds. So... Again, what I'm probably going to be doing, uh, we'll talk about it a bit more in my draft recap. I'm kind of going to go for one stud, one from the second order. So I'm going to try and target a low max and a nofo. Try and get one from the two or three tier, one from the four tier, and then if I can, if I need to, fill out one from the bottom tiers. But again, that will do it for the centers, guys. Thanks for tuning in. That was our full recap of where I finally put each of the guys on my big board. I will take a picture of the big board and send it out on our on our socials at the NRL Rewind on Instagram and Facebook. 
Um, and I'll share it in the Giraffe Attic page on uh, Facebook, the Supercoach Giraffe Attic page. Uh, I think, it, you know, again, it, it may, may not be for everyone. Some of the guys, some of the guys in the group may see the positions I got them in and, you know, think that I'm going a bit out there. But again, it's just something to give you a bit more perspective on with your draft. Uh, if you want a, a different idea or if you've got an idea similar and you're just waiting to kind of, you know, see if anyone else is thinking that way. So we'll do one more uh, podcast here for draft uh, with my big board, just kind of go through very quickly, maybe the top 50, just so you can see how I've got it all slotted in on the podcast. Then we'll give you another one uh, of our draft recap, our first draft recap. I've got another one coming up this weekend, so we'll have a couple of those over the coming weeks. Uh, and then we'll talk about Supercoach from a classic side. I think we've uh, neglected the classic side a little bit while we've been doing this draft preview. So we'll go through some cash cows, some guys to avoid, and uh, we'll do the love-hate um, for the for the fantasy side. Also coming up, we're going to have we're going to go back to a bit of an NRL discussion. So we'll talk about some season predictions, some bold predictions that I do see throughout the season. Hopefully, we can get some of the mates on during that to have a bit of back and forth there. That'll be a bit of fun. Um, but again, guys, really enjoying doing this. Um, this is one of my favorite times of the year. You know, drafting um, in all the different comps that we have. You know, setting up the classic side, changing it four times a day. Um, again, NRL is my passion and. Uh, Supercoach is, is definitely part of that, but watch, watching the games in and out, and you know, a guy that may not be good at Supercoach, but is outst- an outstanding NRL player, these are the guys that we'll talk about in those podcasts and the preview podcasts, uh, the prediction podcasts to kind of get a sense of where I think the season's going to be going for a couple of these sides and players. Well, that'll do it for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back again. Uh, we'll probably go through the big board next and then maybe look at some Supercoach Classic um, Cash Cows and um, some Stay Away. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and you'll hear from me soon. Cheers.